Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. I am your host, Shola. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope you're feeling, at least you're staying safe wherever you are and that you are positive about, you know, life generally. And um, I hope we're all growing in our walk with God. Thank you so much for joining um, me on this wonderful day. Um, I'm still very much in my back to the basics series because I think that is where God wants us to be right now and that is where he really needs me personally you know to be right now honestly to be honest um, like I've always said this podcast is really just about my musings my ongoing journey these episodes are live you know these are not these are things that I'm going through this is where God is taking me and what is amazing to me is that I'm finding out that so many people are on the same journey at the same time as well I'm talking to people and it's almost like they're reading my mail it's like they read my mind you know God is telling us all the same t- thing at the same time and it's just amazing to be living in this time and um, I don't know if ever you hear anything on this podcast and it not only that it resonates but you can actually say that you know God dropped the same thing in your heart maybe the day before two days before as a couple of people have told me then we really really need to understand and know and, and that is a confirmation for all of us that we're right in the middle of a fresh move of God and we just need to walk in the flow of that and be sensitive to what the Lord is doing at this time and make sure that we're a part of it and God will help all of us in Jesus name so musings with Jesus yeah this is another musing we're musing we're you know just on this journey of investigation and discovery and interrogation into the word of God so like I said in my um podcast yesterday so I started off the a new creature series um like I said I'm now doing 15 minutes podcast so I'm not going to be boring you with long drawn out podcasts anymore so I started off with a new creature yesterday which is talking about the new birth experience and we're going to continue with that so today's title is a new creature part two and we're going to be um, focusing on another at least we're going to be going deeper into what that means expanding the context according to scripture so let's start off with our headline scripture which is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 21. So I'm going to read about four verses, which I didn't get to read yesterday. Um, So this one, it goes as follows. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciliation. So in the new birth, God reconciles man to himself and gives man a ministry of reconciliation. Ministry of reconciliation means you are the one that will now go on his behalf to reconcile other people to him. So unlike what many of us now think and the way in which we live our lives, including me, as though Jesus Christ just saved me and kept me on the earth just so that I can be enjoying with me and my family members, he actually committed to us as of the time he gave us his new nature, the ministry of reconciliation. Because what has happened is God has gone back to sit, I mean, Jesus Christ has gone back to sit at the right hand of the throne of the Father, sends the Holy Spirit to us to empower us to carry out that ministry on behalf of Jesus. The only reason why Jesus returned to the Father was so that he can send the Holy Spirit and so that we can continue the work that he started. So with the nature of God in the new birth, with the new creature elements and spirit that we've all received, God has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Every believer who is not only for pastors, it's not only for teachers, it's not only for apostles. Every believer, you and I, 
he has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 says, God was in Christ committing unto us the word of reconciliation, which is the gospel. So as you receive that gospel, the same gospel that um, saved you, you are supposed to share it with other people. And we notice that that was what Jesus did in the when he was healing you know, people and they would go come back to him and say thank you. You say, no, don't thank me. Go to your family members and tell them all the things that God has done for you. That's what the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, also did. Um, she went and told all the whole city that, see, oh, this man, he told me my whole life history. And the whole city came out and met Jesus, and they also received him there. What that woman did at that well is exactly what God expects from each and every one of us as new creature Christian believers. Like I said, this is back to basics. So it's reminding us of what the foundational principles of Christ are. It's not about bless me Christianity. It's not about so long as me and my household are okay, I don't care what's happening out there. It is about go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, disciple the nations, teaching them everything that the Lord Jesus Christ has taught you. That is what this foundational scripture is telling us, that God was in Christ committing unto us the word of reconciliation. And in verse 21, it then explains the whole process of the new birth by saying, For God made Jesus to be sin for us, even though he, Jesus, knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So as part of being a new creature in Christ, a new creation, we also have become the righteousness of God in him. This is an important fact because it's, it's important for all of us to know that it's not the righteous, not because we were so good that God just looked at us and felt, you know, yes, you know, facts, you are so good, let me just confer this righteousness on you so that the whole world will know that actually you are a good person. And I think a lot of us get to a point in our work where we begin to really feel that we've done so much for God, you know, but it never is about what we do because the Bible says all our righteousness is as filthy rags before him. So it's really about being the, having the righteousness of God in Christ. That is the new nature we have received in our spirits. And I think the fundamental thing at the back of all of this also is we knowing that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. I think all of us are very familiar of the body because that's what we see. Many of us, I think, are also aware of the spirits because, you know, most people sort of understand that man has a spirit. What we do not fully understand is the soul. And I think the soul element is that part that makes the difference between whether you live according to the old nature or you live according to the new nature. Because the old nature is not recreated in the righteousness. I mean, your soul is not created in the in the in the image of God in after God in righteousness and true holiness. The new creature experience is in the spirit, our spirit, um, the spirit man. Whereas your soul is where your mind, your memory, your emotions, your mindset, your will, your intellect, all of that mental process, it happens, it is in the soul. That soul needs to be saved. That soul is not saved though by the new birth experience. I think that's the fundamental thing that somehow we have missed teaching thoroughly in recent times. In the old times, there was a lot of emphasis on renewal of the mind. Renewal of the mind is the same thing as salvation of the souls and of the soul. And I think in a separate segment, I'll probably do something, some musings around the soul, because God took me really on a journey around that last year, which is still very much an ongoing journey. I think there's so much about the soul of man we do not know, which is why we struggle, you know, as Christians to manage depression and sicknesses of the soul, you know, because we've spent so much time spiritualizing everything and also, you know, focusing on externalities, which is the body and the flesh and how the body lives on earth, particularly prosperity and things like that, that we do not understand 
you know the challenges of the soul and that is what that is where you can see that the devil has really zeroed in on in the world today because he's saying that we haven't developed our knowledge in christ in that area So the next scripture that I'll read is 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 18, and I'll read it um, right through. So starting from verse 14, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord, in other words, agreement, hath Christ with Belial, or what path hath, path hath he that believeth with an infidel? Verse 16, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For we, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord of hosts. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters. Now, this one this is showing us the difference between when you are a new creature and when you are not. It first talks about not being um, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So it's saying that Christians needed to live a life of separation. So, like I said, this is the back to basics. So this is encouraging us and letting us know that as a new believer, you have taken on the nature of light. Whereas anyone who does not has not received that um, new birth experience has a nature that is contrary to the one that you have received. So if you do not make a conscious effort to separate yourselves from people, from, 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 from a certain set of people or those set of people, it is either, in fact, like they say, um, evil corrupt, um, corrupt communication, um, evil communication corrupts good manners. It's just making us, telling us to be mindful of the fact that it is not possible for you to walk in agreement with someone whose nature is contraindicated or di- diametrically opposed to yours as well. And I think where I would really bed and I think where the core of where I think I am going on this and where I think we should go is where he now says, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Modern day Christians, we have blended too much. He says, touch not the unclean thing. Do we even know that anything is unclean? In today's modern world, really, are Christians known for anything other than hypocrisy and double standards? There was a t- I mean, why, why isn't there a narrative that says uh, everybody wants to work for a Christian employer? Why are we not known as the best employers? I don't care how small the business is. Why aren't we known as the only place where there's an answer to challenges like depression? Why are we not the ones that stand up against harassment and, and, and you know, and prejudice, and, and and you know, sexual crimes and all of the ills of society that society is still struggling with? Why are we not known as the answer points, the solution center for such things? God says you should come out of them, be ye separate. Touch not the unclean thing. We are not, we are not, God expects us to be non-conformist. He expects us to be distinct, to be known for something good and positive, life-changing. So where I will end this now is um, on John chapter 3, and I would really recommend that everyone should go and read John chapter 3. This was when 
um, one of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, came to talk to um, Jesus about you know everything that he was teaching. And the Bible records that he used to come and <laughs> visit Jesus at night because he didn't want his fellow Pharisees to know that um, he was believing in Jesus as well. And a lot of us are like that, very social status um, conscious, and we are not afraid. I mean, we are ashamed to confess Jesus before people publicly for fear that people will, you know, sort of like look at us in a certain sort of way. But Jesus also tells us that whoever is ashamed of me on earth, I will also be ashamed of him when I come in my glory. So Nicodemus' approach is not exactly the best, but well, he, for the purposes of that conversation, we learned a lot. So um, he went and asked, Jesus was asking about the whole new birth experience, and Jesus said, except a man be born again, this is verse 3, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So in yesterday's part one, I, I did mention and I said, if you have never had a time when you you actually confessed Jesus, asked him to come into your life, and you felt an indwelling presence, something happened, you felt it. It may not have happened when you were you asked him to come, but you woke up one day and you felt different. If you have never felt that, when really, you have not seen this kingdom more. You are just hovering in the perimeters of it and watching other people experiencing it. You haven't experienced it because there is a real experience, as real as what um, Saul experienced when he, he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. It may not be that dramatic, but in terms of spiritual change for many of us, and I think for all believers, there's, it actually feels that uh, as groundbreaking as that. So Jesus then explains, except a man be um, born of water and of spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of god he keeps on talking of seeing the kingdom entering the kingdom and then he says that which so the man was nicodemus was asking is he going to go back into his womb or whatever jesus said no it's not a physical rebirth it's a spiritual rebirth and that is exactly what the new creature is new creature in christ jesus is a spiritual experience that reforms regenerates recreates our human spirit in the likeness and image of god and then that nature of god in us stirs us up to love god and walk with him in a way that is pleasing unto him and be his representation on earth second corinthians says we should come out of the world and be separate and touch not the unclean thing in other words don't take what does not belong to you do not touch things that belong to the devil do not touch anything that is sinful that is unrighteous that is unholy that is corrupt do not be greedy avaricious and consume on your loss do not steal do not kill do not destroy That is what the new creature experience invokes upon us. It's not optional. 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that when God we received Christ, God committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. We collected something from him. He gave us something in return. So my question to all of us all is, how is that going? How is that relationship going? Are we fulfilling the mandate of the new creature? May the Lord help us to truly understand that the mandate of the new birth is one of separateness. It's one of being known for something. It's one of coming out of the world, having no communion with the works of darkness and fulfilling the ministry of reconciliation that the Lord has given unto us. In Jesus' name, thank you for listening.